Blog Talk Radio. What if the American people woke up and understood that the official reasons for going to war are almost always based on lies and promoted by war propaganda in order to serve special interests? What if we as a nation came to realize that the quest for empire eventually destroys all great nations? What if the American people learned the truth? The FBI has foiled about 17 plots to kill Americans during the past 10 years. What it will not tell you is that there have been 20 foiled plots, and of them, three were interrupted by members of the public. The 17 that were interrupted by the feds were created by the feds. Why do we pay the government to trick us into believing it is keeping us safe? What if a government that manipulated us could be fired? What if a government that lacked the true and knowing consent of the governed could be dismissed? What if it were possible to have a real game changer? What if we need a Ron Paul to preserve and protect our freedoms from the government? What if we can make elections matter again? What if you could love your country, but hate what the government has done to it? What if sometimes to love your country, you had to alter or abolish the government? What if Jefferson was right? What if that government is best which governs least? What if I'm right? What if the government is wrong? What if it is dangerous to be right when the government is wrong? What if it is better to perish fighting for freedom than to live as a slave? What if freedom's greatest hour of danger is now? It's critical that every citizen of this country rise up and do something because the day of reckoning is at hand and time is running out. Unless we do something, um, we're going to get the government that we deserve. How did you let this happen? Wake up out there. You know, it's your children. Don't you care? Uh, look what these people are doing to you. There are 200 million adults in this country. Why we are letting them get away with what they are? Why we're not marching in the streets? Do everything in your power to restore freedom and your individuality back to America. Stop being a country run by the institutions for the institutions. Let's go back to we the people, by the people, for the people. You have to stop being scared. You have to stand up and do what's necessary to take back, to stop these bankers, these elite, this government full of lies, congressmen full of liars. And the Federal Reserve. And the fractional banking system. And the Fed. Elect Ron Paul and the war. 
people should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, or what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men, with machine minds and machine hearts. You know, America, 
Look at 9-11. You remember how everybody was unified and, you know, yeah, you know, even though we were fighting the wrong enemy. But still, we, we had that America, you know, it was, people, there was, there was honor amongst thieves, I guess you could say. We don't have that anymore today. It's nothing feels the same. It's all, you know, we're just going with the flow. There's no, nothing to get excited about, really. You know, there's no, there's nothing to invent. There's nothing to come up with new. There's no, there's no play here. You know, it's all been played out. It's like, you know, like, like the football game. We play it every which way we can. There's no excitement anymore. Overtime boring. You know, it, it's, it's, we ball. We, we, we're there. Man has fulfilled his, his, his quest with uh, this dispensation of time. You know, and I don't want to get in a theological debate or religious or whatnot, but, you know, if you, you know, I've studied the dispensation timeline charts and whatnot, and the, the 6,000 years, 7,000 years, and, you know, and, and, and it's the only thing that makes sense. And we were just talking about the Bible over there, this, the seven translations of the Bible, and, you know, uh, you know, the King James Bible, when it, why it came out during that time, and, and and everything and the year 1948 when Israel became a nation again, you know. Look at Matthew chapter 24, the parable of the fig tree. Uh, we know the fig tree is is the country of Israel in the Bible. We know the fig tree is, and when it puts forth its leaves again, then we know these time you know these times come, you know the end times, and not a generation shall pass, and then the Son of Man will return. That's what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 24. Okay, well, well, Israel became birthed again. They became a nation, poof, out of nowhere, 1948, and uh, not a generation. What generation? Well, generation in the Bible usually is 70 to 100 years. You know, well, you take 1948, add, add that on to what? We're getting pretty close, 70 to 100 years. You know, if we say 100 years, it'd be 2048. You know, so, you know, and but that's our calendar, too. You, you know, we can't go by our calendar when we read the book. You know, we're different calendars here. They go by a different calendar over there than we do. But it's relatively the same time frame. So, you, you or you people say, well, then what about the Six-Day War? Maybe it started then. Well, you know, look, we can't, nobody knows the time or the hour when this is all coming down. But we know the Red Army comes and invades from the north in the Bible, right? The Red Army comes down and and attacks Israel, and the Antichrist, God stops it, and the Antichrist takes credit for it, and we're and then trick deceives everybody, and supposedly we get raptured out of here and all that. I don't get buy into that. You know, I I, I just don't see it doctrinally. The Bible. You know, uh, people argue with me on that. We've, we've had debates on this show about it, but look, the fat bottom line is this. Okay, it's true. The Red Army comes down, and you know it. it you know, we know there's going to be a one world order. We know there's going to be a man of peace that shows up. It's going to solve all the problems. And sure enough, in today's time, we're getting close to that time where we really looking for for that, aren't we? Because we live in crazy times right now. People are nuts. Nobody, man's heart is waxed cold. We don't care about each other. We stab each other in the back for a, in a split second. Children killing each other. Uh, women r- ruling over their men. Uh, uh, you know, uh, brother against brother. You know, children unruly. You know, it, we surely can see that, can't we? Can we not see that happening today? And no, that was not happening 60 years ago. 
okay? The biggest crime you can get in trouble for in high school was chewing up bubble gum, all right? Now they're bringing guns to school, killing each other. So, no, it's not the same thing as it was back then. So today we live in perilous times. So we got to be getting closer. But we can also have an awakening. We can have an awakening. That's what we've been having a lot, and that's why this is being stopped. And when I go back now to the republic, we have people out there. We have this foundation. We have this, this, this republic here with this tree of liberty, freedom. You know, to be free, but we also have to have nature's law, you know, and, and, and we have to understand all this stuff, you know, and you have to combine, we, we should be studying this, we should be researching this, we should be looking into this, we should be talking amongst each other with this, we should be using the internet, these podcast shows to discuss all this, to be, to be get, coming together, to be closer to our God. To be to make ourselves better as people, human beings, whatnot. But we're not. We're divided. We're all doing our own little thing. We're divided amongst ourselves. This one wants to attack this one. This one wants to do this. This one wants to hurt that one. And and we're just hanging on by a thread. But the republic is still there. America is still. We still have this great country. We still have freedom. We still have the Constitution. No matter how blinded the judges can be to the law, no matter how corrupt the courts can be, no matter how wicked D.C. can come, become, we still have good out there. And it's not gone yet. Just imagine, though, when it is gone and it's wiped out. There's no more good people around. You know? So... People say, well, I don't want to go to church because there's hypocrites there. Well, you go to Walmart, right? There's hypocrites there. You know, so come on. You know, stop making excuses. Start start joining up with the podcasts like this and programs like the Republic and, and coming together. Download the, the, the YouTube uh, uh, videos of the, of the show and uh, support what is what what is right. You know in your hearts what is right, the people that tune in. I know we get idiots that tune into this podcast show, and they don't know, and they, and they cause problems and everything. We had, we, I know, and they get through on the phone lines. Okay. And I know I was on Howard Stern the other day or whatever. They were sending me, yeah, your show was on Howard Stern because of the crank callers that called in here. They were making fun of my show on Howard Stern. Okay, that's fine. You know, go ahead. You know, but the fact of the matter is this show will carry on, and even Howard Stern – knows that I'm right, that we're in trouble here, and we need to start getting together and fixing and restoring our republic. And we all have a part somewhere in this plan, in this puzzle, in this game of life, and it's time to play that part and be a part of something positive and unique and become a part of the republic, okay? And that's the best thing I could do as an intro here to show you, to, 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 to describe this. I'm going to open the phone lines here in a minute, but let me touch, touch real quick here on the news. The news here, um, you know, global emergency, Putin asks China for military aid, arrests spy chief in massive escalation. All right. So China, again, million-man army coming from the north. It's the only country over there that can have that do that with, combined with Russia. So Russia and China alliance. U.S. intelligence warns of Russian chemical attack. Don't pay no attention to stuff like that. Exclusive biological weapons expert exposes labs in Ukraine and China run by U.S. government. Ah, you're already dead. 
Let's see, the coronavirus. We're talking about that, how it's attacking people. Play a little bit of this, and I'm going to open up the phone lines for everybody. 657-383-0616. Press the number one, and I will get you on the podcast live, on screen, uncensored. Don't be afraid. Don't be shy. Don't worry. Nobody knows who you are, but you can speak. Humanity has awoken to the fact that iodine is in our bodies for immune systems and more. And we have the best iodine you're going to find anywhere at InfoWorksStore.com. It's X3 Cryiodine. I told you thousands of times, every show, multiple times, over and over and over and over. Get ready to crawl in a hole and die of radiation poisoning, okay? I know the day that happened. I'm sure it feels very real to you. Times of which you live today. Six five seven three eight three zero six one six. Let me open up the phone lines here. See what we got here. Let me go over my phone board here. I got. I'm not even looking at it yet. Let me look at it here. Go ahead. Press number one. All right. We got. Oh, I think I recognize this number. We'll take him first. Go ahead. There. Nine seven zero. Hey. Good evening, Joe. Hey. How are you? I recognize the number. I figured I'd get you here. I had a couple private callers before you, but uh, we don't know who they are. So. <laughs> go ahead, there. <laughs> yeah. Well. You know, it was an interesting intro you you gave because I've thought a lot about what you stated. And you know that I'm the type of person over all the years you've known me. I I don't dwell too much on the problems, but I I really look at solutions. And uh, in analyzing all of that, you know, the the good book says that there will be a world without end and that – we get to choose which jurisdiction we want to live under in our eternal life. And I do believe that that also applies here to our physical life, that we get to choose which jurisdiction we want to live in. To illustrate that, back in the days of the Bible, there were slaves that earned their freedom, and they went out, and they, they were free men. But they weren't, many of them weren't equipped to know how to operate in that system. And so they came back and they took a piercing in, in a ring in the ear to signify that they were indentured servants for the rest of their life. And uh, they gave up their freedom for the sake of security because they didn't know how to operate in the free man's world. And, and I think that speaks volumes as to where we are today. Um, you know, you're. We're at, we're at a time where there are so many problems around us, we don't know which one to, to look at first. But nobody is thinking about the parachute, the, the, the ripcord. And 
that's our Constitution and our Bill of Rights. And so, you know, we get to choose which jurisdiction we want to live in. We get to choose which jurisdiction we want to live in if it's fear or hope. And I look at what's going on in our world today like giving birth. It's dangerous. It's bloody. But something new and fresh is coming out of it. And I think that's where we are as a world and as a country today. And I'm here to spread hope and uh, education. And uh, I believe that that's what people are hungry for. Thank you for uh, letting me speak. Joe. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with you there. Uh, and people are looking for that. They're looking for this uh, this 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 hope or or some sort of hope or leader or or something to rise up and guide us. The, the you know everyone's looking for that voice out there to guide us the right way. You know, um, as far as the republic goes. Uh, you know, look, we've been battling this, going at this for a while now. You know, and the Republic at one time, I remember, you know, the phone lines there when uh, Kelby Smith there was doing the, the, the show there on the Republic. I remember, you know, how many people would would call in and 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 the 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 the, the amount of people and the people that I mean, it was quite traction. The traction that was being. I mean, I couldn't even get in sometimes when I would call. You know, but I never really talked at that time. I was more like, more or less, just listening and learning and watching and and uh, and listening to Mr. Turner and uh, you know, uh, you know, seeing where, where we were going with the Republic and and the grand jury system. And you know, and now I've seen how everything's been disbanded, and now we're trying to get this Republic back together to reorganize this this uh, this platform here. To, to to tell people, hey, look, the republic is still here. Don't you see what's happening yet? You know, before you know, it's almost over. It's end, it's end game. The time is now. You know, but what are you getting from feedback and from from the republic side as being the governor of the free state of Colorado? What what are you uh, what are you getting as far as you know traction back into that? We can't repeat history or how large we were, the momentum we had going, and we had such a great thing. Memories, memories, yeah, yeah. But what about today? What do we, what do we got going for us today, as far as you know, the movement and traction, as far as the republic is going? Well, Joe, I'm gonna I'm gonna tie a couple of incidents together to answer your question, uh, because I think it strikes right at the heart of the, the conversation. And uh, you. Shared earlier on the radio uh, earlier about a poll that was taken and that it was 150 people that your constituents had dialed and you told them about the republic and 137, 138 out of those said they would support your platform in taking back their their rightful republic. Excuse my dog, I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, yeah. And uh, you know that was quite staggering and. Uh, uh, was uh, Monday morning. Uh, I had to take my uh, vehicle in and leave it at the shop and get a lube oil filter and a tire rotation. And I didn't know how long it'd be, so I caught a ride back home. And, and uh, later on in the day, when it was finished, I didn't have a ride lined up. And I uh, looked up; it was noon, and uh, the neighbor had some painters, and they were kind of scruffy-looking characters, uh, and uh, they were been painting in his house. And uh, he trusted them enough that he left left the house during the day and worked, and, and they're they're painting there. 
So I walked over. I saw him getting ready to go into town for lunch. I asked him for a ride, and they gave me a ride. And uh, they were not even your average blue-collar worker. They were some rough-looking guys. And uh, Yeah, yeah, mean, they're yeah. Not doing, nice doing stuff for some pocket I mean, change. Yeah, not a real legitimate, yeah, you know, the, big-time corporation. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know, just to run an average American, you know, trying to get through these days. And sure. uh, I've been there, you know, so I'm not judging. And I've oh, yeah, yeah. If anything. And uh, I asked him for a ride in town. And on the, since we had about eight miles to go, I, I started a conversation knowing me. I said, what do you think about this Russian deal? And it was quiet in the cab and. The driver finally uh, cleared his voice, and he said, well, my dad's retired Navy, and he works over here at this little convenience store, gas station, and, and I'm out here, you know, been here for a few years, and, you know, this stuff that this, these media's feeding us is a bunch of hogwash, and Putin's, you know, over there cleaning up these bio labs, and, you know, they, they were one of us, and I was kind yeah. of surprised. And by the time that eight miles had passed, I shared the Republic with them, and they were all ears. They were excited to know that there was a target, that there was a common ground. And I think that's where we're at as our country and as the world. What you did right Um, there, Governor, what you did is what all of nations signed on to clean up the Nazis and, and clean up the agenda of of crowd control and depopulation and Agenda 21. Governor, what you did right there was exactly what everyone should be doing. And no matter – listen, if you're going out to get a pack of smokes or a beer tonight or if you're going to pick up a gallon of milk, you know, and you're listening to this podcast and you're a part of the republic or if you're wanting to see change, you should be – when you go pay for it, hey, how you doing? There's no – of course, obviously, there's people behind you. You can't start a conversation. You know, you don't want to be rude. But, you know, there's – you know darn well what I mean. You're standing there, hey, you know, what do you think about what's going on right now? You know, I mean, are you worried? You know, uh, you know, just talk and tell them about the republic. Write down the website. Have a business card in your hand. That's what I do. I'm out there. I'm shop, shop, whatever, wherever I go. Hey, how you doing? Well, I do it now because I'm running for public office. I'll say, hey, you know, you live in Rockingham County? Yeah. What, what concerns you the most? I mean, just out of curiosity, I mean, what, what are you worried about? You see what's going on in the world today. And, you know, some people say, well, why do you ask? Well, I'm running for public office. My name is Joseph Gates, blah, blah. Then they're quick to answer. Some people answer anyway. And that's how you strike up the conversation, you know, and you start telling them about the republic and you start telling them about restoring things. Most people are receptive. Most people will agree. Most people will be polite. Some will be. Some moonbats are out there will disagree with you. I've had that happen a few times when I talked. With a, actually, I had a guy argue with me, telling me that the United States is not not a corporation. Uh, and I said, "What do you? Uh, you know, he he was a, actually a history professor at a college. So I now I, I once that once I found that out, I knew his agenda, and I knew he would never agree with me. You know, even if I showed it to him in black and white, right to his face, he would never agree. But but you know, those people you just cannot reach. You know, but but my point being is, 
if you plant that seed, that person's going to go home and tell somebody else too. And I've had these, and I've had that circle happen to me, where my conversation that started with one person made it all the way back to me through another person. And I could now this person was a little bit off on how I explained it and the facts because you know I'm not the smartest guy, but I know a lot about this stuff. So this person was like a baby talking. You know, he didn't. You know, and I kind of laughed because he didn't get it all, but he understood. The, 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 the message, you know, and that's what we need to do is plant seeds. And I was thinking to myself, that's a seed that's planted, and that's a person that's out there on our side that's awake, that's, hey, that can turn things around and make things for the better, you know. And that's what, what it's all about. I think I lost the governor. I'm going to reconnect him. Hey, other callers here on the line. Press number one, six five seven three eight three zero six one six. Governor, I lost you. You're back on. Go ahead. I'm here, Joe. Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. I'm here, Joe. Can you hear me? Good. Yes, I can but, hear you. But anyway, <laughs> I, uh, I I took that as a real hopeful sign that we just got to get the message out. And it's a grassroots effort. We own our future. And it's up to us to inhabit it. When you get a package, that doesn't do any good if you don't unwrap it. It's Christmas, folks. Got to unwrap your package. Enjoy your presents. Get you got that right. <laughs> oh, yeah, Joe, go ahead and take some callers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to, actually. I've got uh, uh, now. I've got somebody else on the line here trying to cut through on the other line, and they're not. <laughs> boy, I tell you, when I do these shows, boy, everything. Can, I, everyone could try to get a hold of me every which way except the way they're supposed to. <laughs> you know. But uh, press the number one, folks, on here. The phone number is 657-383-0616. I think I'm connected on one of my other platforms. That's why some people are not able to get through. Press the number one on your phone, and you will get through, and you can speak. Those of you who are trying to get through, if not, then uh, let me recap here how I opened up the show here tonight. Um, we're talking about the global conflict that's going on. We're talking about the New World Order, the Republic, restoring the Republic, and whatnot. And a lot of people are nervous and they're afraid. And a lot of people uh, – listen, I'm running for public office out there. And please, uh, if you want to check out – if you want to interact with me through the website there that I now have set up, it's a new website, just uh, – just got it up and running, basically, and uh, so we've got to get the kinks out of it and everything. But if you go to JoeGibsonIsHome.wix, S as in Sam, I-T-E dot com, forward slash, my, slash, not the slash, forward slash, just regular dash, dash, excuse me, site, it's my site dash two, okay? That's what you want. Joseph Gibson is Joseph Gibson is home uh, dot wixsite dot com, uh, and you go there, look up Joseph Gibson, you'll find me without any problems at all. I know I got to get a domain name that that's going to be a little more better, but I'm a little bit skeptical about doing that because then you know you get your following, you get your base core followers, and then you switch up the title and switch up everything, the link, and then you lose half your people. And I don't, and I, you know, and it's hard because when you're running a, a campaign, you need every supporter you possibly can find and get. Um, you know, and if anyone wants to donate to the campaign there, you can donate there. Remember, everything has to be accounted for. I am, uh, I do have a certified, uh, ca- uh, committee with the state of North Carolina. You have to follow the campaign rules, and believe me, there's a lot of them. Uh, so, uh, 
but you can donate to the campaign there um, and and my platform and uh, keep the keep the campaign because it costs money, man. It does. It costs money to get signs made up. I'm doing mailing drives, postcards. I'm mailing all the registered voters in uh, my county, giving them ideas of of what of what I'm running for and how all things can change. I mean, I'm getting a lot of feedback. For instance, Governor, I got uh, a letter in the mail today. This is a good one, actually. You love this one, that, which I don't want their support technically, uh, but it's Planned Parenthood. <laughs> <laughs> Planned Parenthood wrote me a letter. They said, Dear candidate, please find the 2022 candidate questionnaire for Planned Parenthood votes. South Atlantic PPV SAT enclosed. Candidates to complete the questionnaire in full are eligible to be considered for endorsement by our board of directors. We respectfully request that you return your completed questionnaire to us by Wednesday, March 23rd. Uh, after I answer this question, I'm going to return it to them, but I guarantee you they won't be supporting me. <laughs> Planned for Parenthood. <laughs> I don't think they'll be supporting me. Answer it honestly. Answer it honestly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're going to be saying support this guy. <laughs> You know, uh, once they, I'm surprised they would even try to send something out to me. We have seen restore the republic. What were they thinking? You know, but I guess they want. You know, they need Republicans because we're well, mainly mainly Republican down here. And listen, the two party system. I get the two party system is broke, and I know I know the same money funds both sides of you know, the coin here. I got that. You know, but but I can't run as a Democrat. I'm not going to run as what am I going to run as? You know, I'm not going to run as an independent. I'll never win. I'll never get in there. I'm just wasting my time. You know, you got to be a Republican or Democrat. You know that. But once we get in there, then we can change things around. You know, you got we got to get in there. And we got to make our voices heard, and we got to <clears throat> get into the corp- de facto corporation and restore our republic lawfully, restore our de jure form of government lawfully. I said, now lawfully, okay? No violence whatsoever. Violence will solve nothing. Uh, no way of uh, nothing underhandedly. No deceitful tactics whatsoever. And which brings me, Governor, real quick here. I want to bring me bring up. You remember. The uh, militia guys there that got arrested for the governor uh, kidnapping plot, right? Oh yeah, yeah, about them quite often. <laughs> yeah, they got the yeah. Well, yeah. Well, remember, remember we had uh, a lot of those guys calling into the shows at that. Remember back then, and uh, yeah. they're on that trial. They got the trial going on now up uh, there in Michigan uh, for the kidnapping plot. But but I don't think that they really. I don't think. I think they were set up. I honestly do. I don't think they were really good. I think that they were not a good group of people. That was uh, most of those guys there. They were they obviously, they, you know, they're, they're spewing violence, and their rhetoric was not not something that the republic supports. And I don't support that type of rhetoric. But I don't think they were actually going to kidnap the governor. I don't think they were going to do that. Well, do you want to give your opinion just real quick? Because you know, I think Barry he called in a few times, and you were on the phone line when he called in. So you want to give your opinion on that? Well, I think I think that um, it was a typical three-letter uh, operation where they went out and found fertile ground, and they stirred that fertile ground and planted seed and encouragement and provided other support encouragement from nefarious, you know, means that individuals can yeah. the dodge there. Yeah, you know, and so um, all they needed was one individual and six of them, and that was yeah. a big experience. And yeah. uh, so really it was all about them. Uh, they just needed a scapegoat to justify their actions. And uh, that was because that happened with the Republic. And, yeah. 
That yeah. happened with the republics. They, they they put bad people in in the republic, you know, and uh, and police officers were actually murdered, you know, at one time, you know. I mean, they were attacking, and and we don't support that type of activity whatsoever. That type of violence, you know. Nope, nope. And being who we are, Joe, you know, I want to tell you about your earlier comment. And I said, just self-identify like a good prairie dog, and let everybody know who you are, and you won't have anything to worry about, you know. When you got two yeah. personalities, now you become somebody you're not, and you're a Biden or a Harris or a Pelosi or one of them instead of one of us. So, you know, just be one of the people, and the people gravitate towards that, you know. Little yeah. Bobert, the little restaurant owner down here in Rifle, Colorado, got an attitude and got a little support, and uh, she, you hear about her quite often in the national news. Old Representative Bobert, little old gal, 100 pounds, but boy, is she a spitfire. And, Why? What uh, happened? Uh, educate me on that one. I didn't hear nothing about that. Yeah, yeah. She's a Colorado State House, or, uh, National Representative. And uh, she's, you know, packs her gun in the, in, the, in the House of Representatives and is one of us. And uh, so, you know, there are other people out there. You're not the only one. Uh, said yeah. Oh, 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 and, oh, okay. Uh, she didn't do anything unlawfully, did she? No, huh? No, she just. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I, was, I misinterpreted you. I thought she got in trouble. That's what I thought you meant. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. Well, they they don't like her. They don't like her constitutional rights that she likes to exhibit. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Well, of course not. Making the news. Yeah. Of course, yeah. corruption would never support the Constitution because the because when you when you when you're constitutionally sound and you obey the Constitution, there's no room for corruption or deception. You have to obey the law, and the law is you know you have yeah. to have a lawful form of government. And if you don't support the Constitution, you can't do that. You know. Yeah. And that's uh, that. And that's, you know, a, and that, and that's what up. we're not about. People are rising. Tell people every day. I think it starts. There's three things that really hit home with people, and that's their their personal stuff, their their family stuff, and their money. And you know they're hitting us on all sides. The deep state is to attack the three most basic things we care about. And if we can show the people how to stand up and be victorious at the school board level and the education level, and take the education and care of our kids back, I think that everybody's attention would be focused on us. Okay, and, uh, yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. You're right. We've and, got and, and, we've got, in the Republic, we have committees working on that concept as to how can we get a guideline out so that people can feel victorious. Um, well, that was my next question, Governor. A lot of people asked me that. I lost two callers here who had their hand up. I apologize for that. I dro- dropped you there. That's why my phone was ringing. You guys got to call 657-383-0616. Press the number 1. Uh, and that's how you will get on here, okay? You cannot call at my other number. Otherwise, you will not get through. Um, now, um, Governor, a lot of people want they, – they got this question um, of uh, basically – what can the republic do for me? That's you got that attitude, you know, or or how am I going to, uh, or or what, what you know? I joined the republic. Now what? What happens? You know, what's going to change? You know, uh, how do you answer? It's an ignorant question, 
But it's a question that a lot of people ask, and they're like, you know, well, so you know, they don't want, they get scared, they 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 don't want to be a part of of something that they don't feel is the normal way of doing things. Well, you know what I mean. I, I, uh, do. I do. You understand where I'm coming from? I understand. I understand. You know, and you know, Joe, we've talked about perception over the years, and, and it goes back to perception. So if you read the opening statement of the document, it is we the people. It's not me. It's not I'm declaring my own independence, my own sovereign, righteous nation, you know, uh, my man on the land thing. That constitution is we the people. So that yeah. means that when we the people decide that we're going to throw the BS flag and call a foul and exercise a penalty and accept the responsibility of seeing that this game is held according to the rules, that's our job. And we the people is one by one by one. And there's an exponential curve in there. And every time the Republic hit that exponential curve, they sent out infiltrators to divide us, to conquer us, to kill our people off. And because the war against the Nazis, we're fighting in the Republic the same thing at a level with the same tactics that's going on in Russia. Yeah. What about what exactly. about uh, gov- what about Governor the the Sheriff's Constitutional Sheriff's Association? Remember, we were high on that for a little while, riding that wave. How is that coming out? Yeah, Sheriff Mack and uh, that group of patriots is definitely the way that people get involved in the days to come to protect your local communities and help law enforcement in a lawful, recognized, organized manner. And that's to get involved with the CSPOA.org and sign up. And then through that membership, you can go to um, a Patriot website. Uh, I think it's the Patriots Network. Uh, but you'd have to check the CSPOA website. But through that communication then, what they've done is they've used the CSPOA as uh, a sheriff's posse, as a meeting place, an organized, recognized meeting place to ensure that the rule of law is taken care of. That yeah, I have an email place. right here. Yeah, I have. I, I get bombarded with emails from them. Uh, Sheriff Richard Mack joined the Posse webinar today, March fifteenth at twelve p.m. You know, stuff like that. I get bombarded with them. But yeah, it's the. Uh, I think you're right. The Patriots Network. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let me click on the email here. Uh, yeah, the Patriots Network. You're absolutely right. Uh, you, but you can go to the CSPOA Posse, Restoring Liberty in America. And, uh, like, I get emails all the time. For instance, I got one right here from Sheriff Mack. Good day, Patriot. We're having a CSPOA uh, POSCE webinar today, March 15th uh, at 12 p.m. Central Time. And click here. Uh, you know, so you'll get emails like that. So sign up for the, uh, you know. Now, what about if your sheriff, you uh, vet your sheriff and he doesn't cooperate? Now what do you do? You try to vote him out of office? Well, under those conditions, uh and you've got, let's say, 100, let's say 300 of your county people that are willing to pick up arms and go under the banner of uh, CSPOA supporters to ensure a constitutional governance. And now you have one or a handful or a small 
amount of people accountable in the public light to an organized yeah. group that wants to see it done right. So it's a statement without a threat. Okay. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah, yeah. Well, we're trying – it's like the border, the border situation down there in uh, down our border. Our border is absolutely uh, being overtaken, overrun, and nothing – Nothing on the news media about it anymore. Nobody talks about it anymore. Remember, it was such a crisis. Not even in alternative media. Nobody discusses it anymore. It seems like we go in cycles. One month we'll talk about the border. One month we'll talk about this. One month, you know. And it's like, you know, nothing is ever solved. The problem, nothing ever materializes. Is there any victories? Have we had any victories as, a, as American patriots out there? Since Trump was elected, I don't think any, we've had any, any victories, uh, Governor. Well, you're right, but you ask what the Republicans do for the people. But we, the people, are back in control rather than the mob. Then we get to control our own life and our own destiny and not be taxed to death and not have all of our workers laid off in the oil field so that they can raise the price of gas because we buy it from our enemies. I mean, yeah. stupid does. You know, I mean, how much stupid can Stupid is, stupid does. <laughs> you know, and. Expecting the same thing, you know, doing the same thing, sitting back on the couch, eating your popcorn or beer nuts and having a beer, whatever. That's your reality. Welcome to it. But there are those out there that are going to put their beer aside and have a celebration after they kick somebody's ass. And, you know, uh, we got to figure it out. This is your future, America, and it's on the line. And there's a way of doing it that the world recognizes, and that's through the republic, has stood in receivership of the assets of this defunct corporation. And, you know, we were talking the other day, Joe, if we'd have got our country back in 2012, we'd have had to clean up all this mess. And the world would have been divided on top of it. You know, they've allowed this thing to kind of become a, a boil or a pimple. Where it's finally come to a head and it's going to actually eat itself up. We say cancer eats itself up, you know. Um, and so that's where we're at. And great, yeah. praise the Lord, if this thing's going to pop, we know it is. It can't go much longer. But it my can't. question it is, ju- yeah. rather, rather than having the deer in the headlight look when it happens, why don't you get organized? Why don't you get prepared? Why don't you man up? Why don't you go to boot camp? Why don't you get involved in the Republic? Get an education. You know, I mean, on and on and on. And it's your future, folks. What are you going to do with it? That's my question. I agree with you wholeheartedly so much with what you just said right there. And, and, and it is hard to build something out there. And it's so important. People need to understand this. It's hard to start a website. It's hard to get the following uh, on social media. It's hard to interact with people, you know, uh, you know, uh, and get people to take the time to message you and talk to you or, or to interact with people, and especially when there's nothing in it for them as far as money goes because everyone out there, all they care about is money and what they can get and what possession they can get or what's in it for them, you know, and, and, and that's a shame. And we can't, and, and that's the attitude of our of our country today, and it's a darn shame, and, and, it, and it's such a far cry from what what you grew up with, 
what I grew up with even, or our parents and grandparents grew up with, it's, it's got to be sickening. If my great-grandfather was alive today, that I, he passed away when I was, uh, my great-grandfather passed away when I was 18 years old. And if he was alive, you know, you know, great-grandfather, not many people get to grow up with their great-grandparents, you know. I mean, I got to enjoy 18 years of my life with my great-grandfather. You know, this is somebody that grew up during the, grew actually grew up during the Depression, you know. Uh, so, um you know, the, the, that generation is gone now. They're not with us anymore. You know, I remember out in Wisconsin sitting with uh, 85, 86-year-old dairy farmers, 1984, 1985. I'm a kid. You know, these guys are... Uh, you know, 85, 86, 87. And one guy was 92, and his wife was 91. Imagine that. This is 1984, okay? I'm sitting there with 90-year-old dairy farmers. Now, these are people that were born in the 1800s, okay? Now, obviously, they knew their grandparents, right? So they knew their grandparents. Their grandparents obviously were around 1810, 1812. That, imagine that, talking to people who knew people back in that time. That is true history being taught to you right there. And they said, tell me stories, you know, about his grandfather used to talk to him when he was a kid, you know, and tell him stories how things were in 1830, 1825. And I, cause I was fascinated by history. I was like, wow, what was it like in 1810, 1825, you know? Imagine that, me talking to somebody who knew somebody personally, his own grandfather, who grew up during that time, who may have even met George Washington, met John Adams or Jefferson, you know? Which they didn't, but I'm just saying, you know, they were around during that time. Imagine that. You know, that, that hey. history, that is quite a chain of history there, huh? I'll tell you, I'll tell you a true happening, you know, and you just can't make this stuff up, Joe. I was introduced to a guy. Uh, you can research it. Uh, his uh, family goes back, way, way, way back. Uh, the last name is D. Haven. And, um, and visiting, getting to know him, he told me that uh, his family came over to Mayflower and that group, they had merchant ships, uh, uh, I believe it was Holland, and uh, that uh, when they came down to the revolutionary period that his uh, family had sold the family ground for a quarter million in uh, gold and purchased supplies from the French to supply the uh, revolutionary army to uh, cross the uh, cross the river there on Christmas Eve, the Potomac on Christmas Eve. Really? And then later, uh, that uh, all this is documented. You can Google it and read and read and read about all the stuff. But uh, anyway, uh, later um, his granddad or his lineage, the same uh, people had uh, provided ships to uh, and to uh, the shores of Tripoli to defeat the uh, Somali pirates that were. Bombarding or causing problems there on the coast, and I said, no doubt. I said, uh, if you got a if you got a nail, bro, you need to pop one because my granddad or my family's lineage goes back to John Paul Jones, the father of the American Navy, that was a pirate that had a price on his head. He escaped into the Americas and took on the Jones name as a further cover. And so obviously the De Havens and the Joneses had some brews together when they figured out how to put a Marine Corps together, the Navy together, and go over and take care of the Somalis and put them in their place. Now, isn't that a story? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but see, the problem is you say Somalia now, and that, that you'd be a racist now. <laughs> you know, that, you can't talk about true history anymore because you're a racist. <laughs> I tell you. But, yeah, that's quite a story. You can't make that stuff up, man. You know, and that's, that's history. You see, the kids today, they don't enjoy none of that. It seems like that's lost today. There's no, there's nothing unique anymore. Remember, I opened up with that in my, you know, today with the show, the podcast show. We've done everything. Everything is played out. There's nothing to be invented anymore. There's nothing to be conquered or created. You know, all the, you know, all the lands are spoken. You know, there's no, there's no real, real tactical advantage to anything anymore. Everything's been done. You know, what can we invent? What movie can you create? What book can you write? Everything's been done. That's why I was saying we're well, in the end times, you know. This lifestyle, Joe. See, yeah. because we both knew call her about our... We, no, go we ahead, sorry, go ahead, call about her. Our, because we both knew our family lineage and knew some history, when we opened up and communicated, we found common ground and unity, right? Yeah. So, in the in the world we live in today, it's socially unacceptable to have those kind of conversations. True. True. So now we're divided. We we have no unity, no bonds. You know, our bonds don't go back generations and, and end up in a you can't make this up moment. So you know, we're all wandering around here as lost individuals. What are, what's going to bolt of lightning is going to hit us next? Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Let me take this next caller here. Uh, go ahead, private caller. Hey, Joe, how you doing, man? Uh, I like All this right, good. conversation <laughs> stick. Yeah, good to hear your voice. How you doing? I thought I saw you earlier. I had a couple other private callers on there. They dropped. But uh, go ahead, man. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I really appreciate the fact that you're making these references to history. And I noticed that either – one or two things about leaders, political leaders, governmental leaders. Uh, the one, one way you can tell the best of them, and if not the best of them, the most dynamic of them, they may not necessarily be the best, but they're certainly dynamic, and the best of them are both dynamic and good, and they regularly make references to history. And they regularly appreciate history, and they can – the best of them can relate it to events that are going on in the present. You know, you take people like uh, Winston Churchill or people like even Harry Truman or it, 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 any bunch of leaders who have some kind of historical respectability. You almost always find they are at least historically literate and frequently quite learned. You know, yeah. I mean, look at George S. Patton, for God's sake constantly referring to historical, making historical references, and letting them inform his present-day decisions. And I think this is telling. Now, when you look at a vacuous, uh, a, a vacuous, simple-minded moron like Kamala Harris, you understand the distinction. <laughs> I mean, you didn't really, you can yeah. see it. I mean, you can yeah. see it. I mean, you can really see somebody who has no frame of reference beyond her own existence and is literally a creature of, I don't know, uh, a privilege and affirmative action, no substance whatsoever, no knowledge of anything substantive other than what it takes to get her ticket punched. And then you compare it to somebody who really understands history and historical reps, and the, dis- dis- the difference is literally like light and darkness, literally. 
And these people, I mean, yeah. it's amazing. Remember I told you about that book I was reading the other day about, like I said, I just this book I just started reading, well, I just finished reading it. It was about the Frozen Chosen, the 1st Marine Division in the Battle of Chosen Reservoir. And, and, and it had something to do with Ukraine. Because the author relates in it the situation involving the Chinese intervention against the United Nations of Korea. He talks about it, and he refers to Putin's reaction as being similar to the Chinese reaction in 1950 when they felt threatened. And he wrote it in 2015. 2015, wow. the man wrote this. Why? See, people with an understanding of history can always use that knowledge to make certain predilections or prognostications about the way things are going to go today because even though the details and the circumstances may be different, human nature and conflict and strife does not fundamentally change. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely correct. And and, and real quick, Sarge, uh, for your military background and whatnot, we were on a show earlier, uh, Jim and I, where we had a, the Air Academy instructor that was actually uh, suspended uh, because of COVID, uh, they're refusing to take the COVID uh, shot. And we were talking about the groups of military personnel that have been harassed and attacked and suspended or, 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 or been action taken against them, reprimand or uh, whatnot, uh, for refusing to take the shot. And they just reinstated her and let her go back to teaching. Uh, at the economy and dropped, I guess so far has dropped the governor. Governor, is that true? Uh, uh, you, maybe you could explain a little more. She's back, and uh, I wish she was joining us tonight. Uh, maybe touch base with that because we have some people now that are listening from the military or former military that are listening now. Um, uh, uh, maybe you can explain a little bit more, Governor. What has happened? Uh, maybe a victory lap here, maybe. Uh, yeah, her. Uh, she's a retired lieutenant colonel. Uh, Sandy Mariiki, and uh, she uh, was a test pilot, uh, worked her way up, was headed for uh, the space program uh, as part of that uh, beginning uh, educational process, the space camp and all of that. She's quite a respected person. She was a physics and biophysics professor at uh, Berkeley before she uh, was granted a spot at uh, the Air Force Academy as a uh, physics professor for the Air Force Academy. So quite a distinguished individual. And uh, she held her feet to the fire and did it uh, with grace and dignity of an officer becoming her and um, apparently got him to back down to the point of where they uh, demanded her return on a certain date or be considered AWOL. And um, on our show previously on uh, For the People Radio uh, 101.com, she had uh, stated a private conversation that she'd had with a superior officer, and she told him that uh, it was nothing personal. She she was living up to her oath and the dignity of an officer, and that uh, she hoped he didn't take anything that she was doing personally. She was doing it for herself, her country, her students. And there are other officers, everyone on base. Yeah, and, uh, and the so guy that's a victory replied, for a victory. Yeah, yeah. And the guy replied, "Thank you." So, uh, you know, it takes one person to stand the line and say the buck stops here, 
And, you know, that's what we're trying to do here in the Republic. Say, this is where we meet lawfully, legally. The buck stops here. And we can take control of this situation. But yeah. rather than us doing it, the White Hats are doing it for us. So that we're not faced with the problems that we're living with today as a future. Those are already behind us. Now we have a clean chalkboard. What are we going to do with it? And it's yeah. pretty talking to us in a yeah. long time, Sarge. Yeah, yeah. And you got the... Yeah, you got the look at, what's, ahead, look at the kind of hysteria that's going on now over what's happening in, the, in Ukraine. You've got people pointing, like, for instance, Tucker Carlson's pointing out what the United States government and, one of, and the Deputy Undersecretary of State said about biolabs in Ukraine, under oath, he makes reference to it and then asks reasonable questions that you should be able to extrapolate from the information that your United States government is putting about putting out about the bio labs in Ukraine, and you've got idiots in the um, uniparty wing of the Republican Party like Mitt Romney and others calling such activity treasonous. It's literally hysterical. It's like hysteria is breaking out in certain portions of the population. Like they say, truth is one of the first casualties of war. We're beginning to witness it now with the situation in Ukraine. I'm taking everything I'm hearing these days with a grain of salt because I don't know what the truth is and what propaganda is. I'm waiting until I can get some sort of corroboration about everything. All of this is an attempt to get us to shut our mouths and accept the official party dictum in line. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, you're mostly right, Sarge. Uh, you know, Joe and I were privy to the 10-year plan, you know, and told a lot of what was the, the targets. Uh, we didn't know the play-by-play because, you know, the game changes. Uh, but we knew what the target was, and that gave us privilege to understand and, and have insight into what's going on. And the, the target is 80% of the population needs to be willing to accept a change no matter how drastic it is. You just draw a line in the sand and say, no more, give us a change. So that's the target. And it's kind of a multidimensional game where you have the New World Order and their agendas are playing out, and we're countering them and using their momentum against them so that they can self-identify so that when, as they self-identify, they're rounded up and taken out of circulation and replaced with body doubles, that still carry forth the movie to get the rest of the, the people to self-identify. And there's 200 nations that when Trump took the alternative to the New World Order to them, they all fell in love with Trump and his leadership. And in unity, we the people, we the world, 209 nations, Putin one of them, have our own respective agendas and things that we have to accomplish to meet the standards that we're going to. And so part of this is it always revolves around money. And so we're entering a system. I do believe we've entered it already. I know that bankers are aware and participating, that they're qualified. And things are changing at speeds that are unbelievable. And people are being information waterboarded 
to get to that 80%. And we're at the goal line. The battle is fierce, and people are gagging. And we need that last little bit to get across the goal line. We are so there. That being understood, my question to the people, now what are you going to do with your freedom? You got to go and you got to put that earring back in and be an indentured servant in that jurisdiction, or you're going to be in the jurisdiction of the free man under the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And that's our inheritance. Should we choose to accept it? It's about we, the people. That's one by one by one. Thanks for letting me speak. I'll get it. Yeah, go ahead, Sarge. Yeah, you're going to take the blue pill or the red pill. You know, I mean, uh, I mean, they're literally trying to create a matrix of us to live in. There's a new trend now. They're talking about things like transhumanism. I don't know if you're familiar with this. Right now, it's Great kind video. of a pipe oh, yeah. dream. We can see the um, parameters of it beginning to form, and uh, uh, much of it has to do, of course, with with the fact that the matrix they're creating for us is this great big social media credit score. Uh, now well, our government appears to be heading the way of red China in that respect. Yeah, yeah. And, and if they achieve these transhumanistic goals, all they literally have to do is to plug us into their matrix and whammo, the brave new world is here. Yeah, yeah, there's you're right. Evidence, you're right. There's plenty of evidence that the jab, the one that, that had the spike proteins that uh, RMNA and all that stuff uh, went after the God gene. And on our previous show on uh, For the People Radio, uh, we discussed that and how people we know have, have changed and aren't interested in the things they used to be interested in. And, and uh, you know, back to a comment I wanted to make about a statement you had just made. It was a quote from Ben Franklin when I signed our Constitution. And it meant so much to me, I, I memorized it. It's real short. His this form of government will not work for any other nation in the world because our government is based upon biblical principles which mandate that each and every individual must hold himself above reproach. And when we look to the government to set our moral standards for us, we'll find we're no better off than anybody else in the world, unquote. And that's the answer to that. It's a moral and just society has a moral and just Governing representative body. It's just that. Yeah, wow. Yeah, John Adams summed it up even more succinctly. He said, Our Constitution is made for moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the governance of any other. I don't think you could sum it up better than that. Amen, bro. Yeah. We're on the same page. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Well, that's what it's all about. The people need leaders like you. The people need leaders like you. I'd love to have a one-on-one with you, see if we can compare some notes and get on the same page. Joe will facilitate that if you see so inclined. The invitation. Well, fine. yeah, well, well, that's a yeah. We 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 definitely do need to network together in these times that we're 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 in because uh, Jim, you're out there in Colorado. Uh, I think Sarge, you're down there in Georgia, I believe. 
Um, but, uh, you know, I'm here in North Carolina. I put my website up there, Sarge, in the chat room there for my campaign. It's my new website that I just, we just finally got up and running uh, for my campaign website, actually. So, uh, you know, um, I need to get a domain name probably. You know, people are already telling me I shouldn't use that as the name of the site, but as a URL. But, you know... You know, I'm doing the best I can here. You know, I got mail, mailing, I'm mailing, I'm mailing out postcards, mailing out my agenda, uh, what I would, you know, what I would support as far as legislation goes. I got questionnaires. I got Planned Parenthood. They mailed me something today in the mail. They want me to fill out that, which I know they're not going to support me once they fill out this questionnaire. <laughs> um, you know, so uh, I got two FM commercials I'm doing on FM radio down here this week. I'm going to be making those commercials. I'm already on AM radio here. Uh, did a commercial last week with that, and uh, to be honest with you, uh, when I did that AM commercial, as much talking as I do, I can't believe I got I stuttered and I got nervous. When I was in that little <laughs> booth at the radio station, I was I started stuttering. I couldn't believe it. I was like, man, I had to do three takes. I said, I can't believe I'm nervous. <laughs> Good. Good. Get it all out of your system now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Let, let me no. make it easy for uh, for you, Sarge. Let me make it easy for you and everybody. If you'll go to Republic for the United States of America dot org and send a contact request, I'll get the contact request for you, Sarge, or anybody else. And here's my voice. Oh, are you giving that uh, org again, please? Republic for the United States of America dot org. Okay. Yeah, I just bookmarked uh, Joe's uh, uh, campaign page. So, see, yeah. Republic for mm-hmm. United States of America. Is that uh, is that actually spelled out, United States of America? Yes, in its entirety, yes. United States of America dot org? That's correct. Okay. Yeah, I'll go up there and check it out. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's got a lot of good information on there, actually. Read that. Read that 170, I think it's 172 pages, Joe, or 140. It's a long document, but it's our declaration of sovereign intent and our interest on the assets of the corporation because our grandfathers, the people that created history for us, formed a corporation that's outlived its existence. It's corrupt. And it's, it's actually, isn't that, isn't that on record? Isn't that on record with the Hague? Oh, yeah. 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 So we filed this with the world, with all the governing bodies, the UPU, everybody. We're first in line, first in time to receive the assets. And if you really want to make it interesting, those assets not only include what you think about, you, well, what do those mean? It means executive order, what is it, 18318, uh, where Trump claimed the assets of the enemy that interfered in our elections. So that means. As an American in the Republic, owns stock in Google, Facebook, the banks, all these entities that is the spoils of war that Trump brought us with that executive order. Well, Trump said that in his inaugural address, if you remember correctly. He said, I'm here to restore the Republic for the people. He said, That's what he said. Nobody could figure out what he was saying, but I knew what he meant, you know? Yeah. Yeah, when you know what he meant and what the game plan is, we live in exciting days, man. 
I get it. But you see, he was supposed, but, 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 but Jim, but the was he was supposed to be there for eight years, and they then the new world order slapped him upside the head and and hijacked the election. He was supposed no, to win. All he was supposed good, to be president. All it was is a prairie dog. It was just a prairie dog hunt to get the remaining controllers to pop their head up so that they can self-identify. It's not you think that was a, you think that was set up for us for you think that was set up for the good? That was a military sting at its finest. I used to do undercover work. I was involved in stings at all different levels, and this has been a Ronald uh, Robert Redford quality sting. I mean, it's been a beautiful movie to watch. Then why and, January sixth? Uh, then why January sixth and put all those patriots on Front Street like that? That makes no sense. I don't, you know. Because when it's all revealed and tied together, the has to accept the fact of the reality that they've ignored most of their existence, if not all of them. And it's a bitter pill to swallow. And when the world is at stake for humanity, the Nazi controllers versus human freedom, there is no card left unturned. There is no field left unplowed. That's the Ukraine. That's Taiwan and China. That's the United States. But I just States can't believe Putin's one of the good guys. I just cannot believe Putin's a good guy. I just can't He's believe that. He signed on with 209 nations. He went into the BRICS system, which has been sitting there waiting for them for 10 years. And it's all falling into line when you understand the New World Order, when you understand the Global Reset, not Klaus Schwab, although that's what they're trying to bring down our throats. But the 209 nations have agreed not to succumb, but to take Trump's version of the reset for humanity. And we have a great new future ahead of us. But we've got to have the target in sight. If you don't, if you can't Why all the innocent people in Ukraine, then? Why the innocent people in Ukraine? Hang on. You can't tell me that the people because in... Let me play devil's advocate same, here. Go ahead. It's the, same, it's the same MO, Joe. We know they've been flying illegals in from Afghanistan and all over the world, Somalia. We know that they've opened our borders, that, you know, the southern border is just a free-for-all. And did the same thing when the Nazis invaded and took over the control of the governance of Ukraine back in, uh, uh, what was it, 12 or 14, something like that. And Biden's son got into power there with all the slush fund from Pelosi and all these people. It's the it's where the mega yachts are at it. And uh, all the mafia of the world gather in Ukraine. And so... Just like in the United States, we've got all these their army planted throughout our populace. They did the same thing in Ukraine. So Ukraine is a divided country as much as America is. The same MO that they're using in other parts of the world. They put their okay, labs okay, I can buy that. in yeah. children's hospitals. They take and put their labs in children's hospitals. They take and send bombers to Boston. They take and put labs in stuff in uh, uh, places that if it was attacked to serve to preserve their narrative of human destruction rather than destructing the controlling substance that is engulfed under this basic humanity. And then 
that Fox News has them caught on tape for this lady that's in governance is handing out AKs to their little militia, which is Nazi-trained militia, and she says, yes, we're fighting for the new world order. She says, we're fighting for the new world order. (laughs) And she hands out the AKs. They self-identify. And so now the enemy, the Nazis, have got the weaponry to attack the Ukrainian people in mass as they try to escape and in their homes, and they blame it on the Russians. But all the Russians want to do is take the 30 bio labs that the deep state's protecting through governance of our country, trying to subvert our, our governance and, and rule of law by sending fighter jets from other countries to our base in Germany so that we can go attack and, and, and protect the, the bio labs. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense, I guess you say. I ask you you who's in charge here, because the response was, is, by the commander-in-chief. It says no. So you got Biden and the Nazis on one hand wanting to circumvent the rule, and the commander-in-chief, J. Donald Trump, well, what? Well, now no. let's play. Well, hang on, Governor. Let's play devil's advocate, Sergeant Governor. Hang on a second here. Uh, well, what if Trump was president and Putin invaded? Just say what if. What would Trump have done differently? Uh, there'd be a, a lot done differently, but the narrative would have changed. Uh, okay. Three, because Trump wouldn't be trying to circumvent the rule of law. He's trying to implement the takedown of the assets of the deep state. That's why they're seizing the assets of the yachts of the oligarchs. All right. Those are for the wars. Those are our yachts. Joe, you ready to go for a cruise, man? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. You're about ready to be an elected representative. Yeah, yeah. You've got some responsibility to the people. you got to go check out their assets. You're going to get on board. Yeah, no, I I hear you. I hear you. I that's that's why I'm learning. Hey, that's why I ask questions. You know, only you yeah. know I I I'm always asking questions. Always, you know. And I but you know I don't ask stupid questions. Obviously, if, you know you got idiots out there just ask the stupidest questions oh. in the world. But no, I'm asking. You know, I like to I like to play devil's advocate because I like to look at look. The New World Order, all this is very tricky and peculiar times. And and like I said, the devil is deceitful. Evil is deceitful. And they could trick the best of us, you know? I mean, so we always got to be careful because, man, I don't want to fight on the wrong side, you know? I I, I just couldn't live with myself if I was on the wrong side, you know? Hey, nobody told me I I was born a know-it-all, okay? I'm just working my way through this mess. I just got a different perspective. And other sure, people sure, because sure. of where I associate with and the situations that they are brought to me literally gives me a different perspective to realize the reality of, of the mess we're going through. And so then yeah, I look yeah. at solutions. You know, what's the ultimate solution? And how are we going to play this out for the benefit of humanity? Because that's my oath. My oath is to humanity. And free people of Colorado Free State and you know, get involved, people. It's your future, and uh, yeah, I wish well, I wish we would have a few people from the Republic join in tonight. Here's what I know beyond any doubt. I don't have any doubt about the, what I'm about to say here. 
I have no doubt that during the Obama-Biden administration, when Obama was president, they engineered an orange coup in Ukraine with the Euromaidan demonstrations that led to the ouster of the pro-Russian Ukrainian president, Viktor Yanukovych, and ultimately led to the installation of a pro-EU, pro-U.S. president, Petro Poroshenko. Petro Poroshenko was the president when all that corruption in Ukraine went down involving Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and Burisma. I believe they set up Ukraine. I believe they did this to install Ukraine as a sort of sovereign laundromat through which they could launder their ill-gotten gains. Now, I do believe that. I may not be precisely right, but I believe I'm mostly right. I, I'm certain of it, uh, given the, the machinations, the, the transcripts we got of Victoria Newland on a phone call with the U.S. ambassador to Ukraine, a guy named Pyatt, P-Y-A-T-T, and how they're talking about who should be in the government and how they're going to set it up to ensure that this person wins and all of that, and then watching uh, Joe Biden get a prosecutor investigating his son fired and bragging about it out loud on tape. There's no doubt in my mind that went down that way. And so the truth is a lot more nuanced than people want to act like it being a big, you know, David versus Goliath story. Yeah, yeah. Ukraine uh, standing tall against the Soviet juggernaut. I, I get that. But I'm still not ready to get to the point yet well, I'm willing to accept that Putin was justified in an aggressive invasion of Ukraine. I'm just not quite well, there let me, yet. Let me, I don't know if me, I can get there. Let me redirect your arrow. Have you ever heard of uh, CMKX? No, sir. Uh, that happened during Reagan's watch. Um I have personal connections that serve high up to the staff on a daily basis in the need-to-know-everything category. And uh, um, Cottrell was the hatchet man that went in and stole the funds to the central banks and caused the breakup of uh, the USSR. And you can research that out. Google CMKX, Cottrell. You'll get all the information you need. So okay. Putin has a little skin. Putin has a little skin in the game. So somebody comes to him with a plan and says, "Hey, here's your future. There's going to be massive war. There's going to be massive upheaval. Uh, things are changing because the new world order, the Nazis are taking over, and you don't like Nazis. And uh, you got a problem, boss." But my name is J. Donald Trump, and I got a solution that we can do it together. And here's what's going to happen. We're going to go. We're going to cash in all the antiquity bonds. And we're going to settle the world debt because the U.S. and the Treasury has been bleeding American people and sending their money all over the world. And gold has been stolen at the highest levels and out of the new world trade centers and all kinds of things have taken place. And... You know, we're going to come to the table, we're going to settle the books, and we're going to enter into the quantum system. Well, that looks pretty good compared to being controlled by Nazis and depopulation and transhumanism. And so it wasn't hard to get 209 nations to sign on and say, yeah, we want what's rightfully ours, 
and we want a fair stab at a future existence. And if everybody's for that. Well, it sounds good, not, Governor. It sounds good if it worked out that way. This yeah. is the target. This is the target, okay? This is the battle we're in. You want to know the truth, I'm telling you. So what's going on here is Putin's got his little thing that he's got to take care of, and that is the Nazis in his backyard. And he's geographically there, and it's convenient, and he can enforce it and make sure that it goes away. And even though he suffers, quote-unquote, repercussions, it meets the agenda because he de-attaches from the central banks and goes into BRICS and a gold bank system, which is the quantum system, which replaces the SWIFT system. I have multiple friends who have millions of dollars disappear in the black hole of the SWIFT system. They've kept countries enslaved around the world trying to send money to African nations around the world to improve their life, and the money gets swallowed up in a BRICS system. Okay, and where does the United States fit into this then? So the United States is the leader in this, and they we've been told all along, Joe, that the world's watching us reestablish our republic. And so it's evidenced by documents from Canada, from Steve Bannon reading for the people of China, their declaration of sovereign intent, and that they hold the CCP accountable for war crimes, and that they're first in line and first in time for the assets that's remaining of the CCP. And so the world is adopting our three-legged form of government with executive, legislative, and judicial, and freedom of religion, and freedom from the opinion of Nazism and their tactics of division and confusion and misinformation and biolabs and all of this stuff, and we're cleaning house. And the dust is flying, and we're winning, folks. But the question is, what are you going to do with your future? Because all of a sudden it's going to be handed to you on a silver plate. And this is what we need to get prepared for because it's our future. What's going on is being taken care of, and we're just experiencing the symptoms of childbirth. There's going to be a great new future for those who choose to. So what about the Communist Manifesto now and all that? The communist, now Putin's a communist. That's communism. You're telling me that this is going to be a better option than than what? What Nazis are you talking about now? What kind of Nazis are these? That when they refer to that Nazis term, Nazis. Came, the, the Nazis that came ever since World War. Well, it goes even back further than that. It all starts. It all starts with Kazarian Mafia. And Ukraine is old Kazaria. And so there are factions of the Jewish meetings that were the money changers in the temple that have congregated in Kazaria and run a worldwide mafia operation out of that. And that mafia operation goes into churches and uh, all kinds of institutions. Oh, yeah, 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 I know. You'd never dream of where the tentacles of this octopus go. And, um, but that's the seed of it. And this is the battle in their homeland to take them out. And it's the hot spot of the hot spot. This is the head of the dragon. And this is what we're witnessing in Ukraine. So we're not far from achieving victory, and we're going to come out to the other side. Just like a newborn into a new world, pop, now you're in the world. What are you going to do? You don't have a wound. When you anymore. look at Ukraine, though, you look at Ukraine, you look at the pictures of it, nothing looks peaceful about it. It's just scary and evil. Exactly. 
you know. <laughs> See, it is. It's a mess over there. They're just as well. I know as we one are. thing. I know one thing. Uh, Vladimir Putin would not have made a move into Ukraine had not the United States, United Kingdom, and Russia itself uh, given guarantees to Ukraine to respect their sovereignty should they provide they give up their nuclear warhead. Well, exactly. And that was in the Budapest that. agreements in what, 1996 or 1998? Well, I understand that. But let me let me shortchange you and just go right to the, the answer. Joe, you've known me for a number of years. If I told you that I believe something would be true, I had documentation. You had. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. You're straight up as they come, yeah. Okay. Yesterday I'm on a phone call. The guy I'm talking to says a similar brother of mine is in daily contact with Trump team. And he knows for a fact that Trump and Putin communicate on a daily level. Now, how would they get around that, the CIA and all the – how would they get around – I mean, you know, I mean, that, just, now you did, that's really who dancing the, with the devil there. I'm not saying you're the, lying, but that's the, dancing with the devil. Who was the, who was the commander-in-chief of the DOD that said no to giving airplanes to the enemy? I don't know. Tell what, that, that said no to what? To giving airplanes to the enemy. The Department of Defense, the Commander-in-Chief, said, no, Biden, you're not giving airplanes to the enemy. So who's in control here? So the answer lies in the answer to that question. DJ. Oh, you're talking about the, the uh, Secretary General of the, of the NATO, Stoltenberg? No. Because I thought he was the one Biden. that put the kibosh on that deal. No, it was our Department of Defense. Oh, yeah, it was. Actually, he's right. He's right, Sarge. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that, too. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. Well, interesting. Interesting chain of uh, thoughts here at the end here. Very interesting, indeed. Interesting. Um, yeah. You know, it, 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 is, it is a tangled web, though. You got that right. You do have that right. Uh, closing thoughts, gentlemen, to the podcast here. Uh, Governor, you've been on the longest. You go first, and Sarge, I'll let you wrap it up. If anybody else wants to join in, press 1 now. Go ahead, Sarge. Been stimulating stimulated Navy. Thank you for uh, joining us earlier and for allowing us on tonight and uh, talking to the American people. It's always a pleasure, Sarge. I've got to enjoy our conversations over the years and look forward to more in the future. And uh, everybody get prepared. We've got some rough seas coming. Get three weeks. Be prepared to shelter in place because the enemy is going to come to the streets and that's how they'll self-identify. And that's who the, the resources or us are going to focus on. So if you get in that mess, you're going to be one of them until it gets sorted out. So the easy avenue is have what it takes, shelter in place, three weeks. That's the official word. Get ready for it. This is your future. If you're not prepared, you're going to regret it. It's going to be tough. Thanks, Joe. All right, Sarge, go ahead. Well, thanks for the heads up, Governor. Uh, I've always had a plan to be prepared to be self-sufficient for at least six months. So I'm uh, at least at that point right now. I think I might be able to stretch it to a year if I had to. So I've already taken your advice. Uh, No matter what comes, it's just part of the way I live. And I know this much, that uh, for years and years and years now, we've heard how uh, you're not supposed to let foreign entities interfere in an election, and apparently our government was doing exactly that in Ukraine. 
That's and the right. very people That's who right. pleaded the loudest about it were most active in interfering in the elections in Ukraine. And now here we are at this stage, at this moment. And you could count, and one thing I learned about these people is whatever they accuse others of doing, they are almost certainly the ones who are doing most of it themselves. And all this is, to me, to my mind, my way of thinking, it's all being proven out right now before our eyes. Like you just said, Governor, we got to be vigilant. We got to be prepared not to accept anything at face value. You got to be prepared to question everything and be prepared to take decisive action when in which these murky parameters reveal themselves to be visible. And that's like, 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 uh, summing up, it's what Thomas Jefferson said that's be, what, that will always be true. Eternal vigilance is the price of liberty. And right now we need more vigilance than ever. Amen to that. That was uh, that was pretty good there. Anybody else here want to jump in here real quick? That was a closing thoughts tonight's podcast show. Uh, we've been on here, uh, Governor. Boy, we spent a lot of hours uh, on this phone and a lot of uh, a lot of and Sarge too. Sarge's been doing it for a while. You know, it just goes to show what kind of people. You know, we're, you know we're, we're dedicated. That's clear. That's obvious. And we're out there, you know, communicating, doing what we do best, communicating with the people out there. And we invite people to communicate with us. And that hand of that hand is always out there. The invitation is always out there. So join us and, uh, you know, and uh, on here on this podcast show, check out uh, my campaign website here. And let's work together here and all get together. And hopefully one day, Sarge, I'll be able to meet you one day. That would be great. And, uh, you know, and, and Governor, of course, you too, out there in uh, snowy Colorado. <laughs> you know, I can't stand winter. That's why. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Fifty degrees, fifty degrees in the sun today, and, and there's their ground showing through the remaining snow. So it isn't all that bad. Still too cold. Still too cold. Still too cold, man. But uh, well, but but uh, you know, the republic. We're here. You know, we're dedicated, and we're and we're trying to do the best thing we can do, nonviolent, of course, and lawfully. But we'll wrap it up tonight with Ronald Reagan. All right. Thanks, Sarge. See you next time. You too, Governor, and everybody else that listened in. Now let's set the record straight. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war, but there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace, and you can have it in the next second. Surrender. Admittedly, there's a risk in any course we follow other than this, but every lesson of history tells us that the greater risk lies in appeasement, and this is the specter our well-meaning liberal friends refuse to face, that their policy of accommodation is appeasement, and it gives no choice between peace and war only between fight or surrender. If we continue to accommodate, continue to back and retreat, eventually we have to face the final demand, the ultimatum. And what then? When Nikita Khrushchev has told his people, he knows what our answer will be. He has told them that we're retreating under the pressure of the Cold War, and someday, when the time comes to deliver the final ultimatum, our surrender will be voluntary because by that time, we will have been weakened from within spiritually, morally, and economically. He believes this because from our side he's heard voices pleading for peace at any price, or better rev than death, or as one commentator put it, he'd rather live on his knees than die on his feet. And therein lies the road to war, because those voices don't speak for the rest of us. You and I know and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? 
Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the patriots at Concord Bridge have thrown down their guns and refused to fire the shot heard around the world? The martyrs of history were not fools. And our honored dead, who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis, didn't die in vain. Where then is the road to peace? Well, it's a simple answer after all. You and I have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price we will not pay. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. Winston Churchill said the destiny of man is not measured by material competitions. When great forces are on the move in the world, we learn we're spirits, not animals. He said there's something going on in time and space and beyond time and space, which, whether we like it or not, spells duty. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness.